Hello and welcome to episode 56 of Three Beers a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Barry Neal and Colin McKay. It's nice to have you back, Colin. How long have you been here? You've been here, I think about four weeks we've been off for now, yeah? Because it's me and Barry for two weeks watching it and me and Stu for last week, so yeah. and we thank you for filling in at short notice. But yeah, it's been a while since we've been here. Absolutely. Deepest apologies for last week's horrific 6pm start. Yeah, yeah, sure. Fucking took me like a curveball. I was like, what? Man, I'm not only 11pm at night, is up at 6pm for work. Ridiculous time to be working at. Nah, it's just 6pm, my time. Sitting on the couch. That's my time. It's your time. So what are we drinking tonight, gentlemen? Pepsi. Um, Pepsi. Pepsi as well. I'm, I'm teetotal just now. Why are you teetotal just now? What's the reason behind it? It's, it's nice to have a break. Can you see what you can do with it? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was drinking Jaw Brew from... No, I Jaw Brew surf from Jaw Brew, yeah. which was a bit underwhelming to be honest. A bit, a bit, a bit, I didn't really like the aftertaste that I had. Um, but I'm now on to Bano, I think it's called. Bano. Bano or Bano. Um, wheat beer. Um, and it's lovely. It tastes like Blue Moon if you've ever had a Blue Moon nice. before. Very, very like that. So. But without the slice of orange? No orange in it, but we can probably drop it. We can probably dunk an orange if we wanted to, but yeah, I'm yeah. not. Very nice, very tasty. I like it. Um, so we'll move on very quickly. We're trying to throw this at a decent rate tonight because we've got a lot of stuff to, um, to catch up on. So we'll start with the non-cinema viewings or stuff maybe, maybe you've seen the last couple of weeks that you've not, you want to talk about. So not everything you've seen, but something you want to talk about. So Colin, we'll start with yourself. I don't think I've really seen much of anything. Nothing at all? Because I've moved house recently, so yeah. for that, so I've been kind of busy and trying to just get shit sorted. So my viewings have been a bit scant, so I don't really... Nothing? I've watched a couple, a, a couple we'll get to later on, but nothing. Played the Concords, a couple episodes of that I've watched, um, yeah. but that's pretty much really good. Very quiet life for Colin this It's just been yeah, just doing stuff constantly. Okay. Um, busy unpacking boxes and hiding boxes and stuff. Yeah, nice. Um, Barry, what you been watching? Uh, it's been pretty slow in that front for me, apart from the endless hours of YouTube, so let's not go into that. Yeah. Only one movie I've seen in the last couple of weeks, and it's Six Days. Which is um, starring Jimmy Bell, yes. and Mark Strong, and oddly Abby Cornish as well. Yeah. Um, and basically it's a story about this Iranian um, yes. embassy, embassy yeah. siege back in, I want to say the 80s? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, late 80s. Aye. I was there. Were you there? You must remember <laughs> it though, surely. I do remember it, but I wasn't there. Wasn't there, no, you're not. I'm not assuming you're, I'm not calling you a terrorist or anything. <laughs> Or member of the SAF Every for that time we always need, I always need to address this. I always forget who old I call. <laughs> and it's not even like an offensive thing, it's just every now and again something pops up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, Colin's had like a good chunk of older. Colin remembers that stuff, yeah, yeah he remember the first time round. Because I'm universal, I'm, I'm like timeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much timeless. I need um, to make Hollywood to remind me about stuff. So, Six Days, it's essentially following the story of the SAS guys who are trying to basically take back the embassy. Yeah. You'll be a bit of story about the guys in the embassy as well and also the sort of reporting of it as well. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it, Barry? Yeah, for the most part, I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah, it was alright. You said it was a made for net. It was a Netflix. Netflix, made Netflix, one. yeah, Netflix yeah. Um, exclusive. It's all you can always tell of a very British action movie. Yeah. It's very polite. It's not very gun hoy. It's all just kind of much. It's more reserved. A lot of guys with guns calling each other sir and yeah. be a good gentleman type of thing. Yeah, and also you can with it being Netflix as well, you can tell the budget is constrained. Hello. You can tell. But it's not really a movie they need to because no, it's all about the build up. So. True. Yes. Yes. I always find Netflix movies tend to be really dialogue heavy. Yeah. Yeah, because they can't. Uh, really, it's just yeah. yeah, it's just keep it in a location, keep yeah. it talking. There's not too much money. I think that's, but because of the situation that it's all based around, I think it really that style actually helped this no, situation. It does actually, yeah. Because there wasn't a lot. It was just terrorist guys ran into a building and grabbed a whole bunch of hope and then the SAS guys are sitting there training to bust in through this building. Basically, yeah, and take them out. This was during Thatcher training, so yes. he was pretty much like, no, we're, we're not fucking taking this shit. Yeah, this basically yeah. defines Thatcher's yeah. reign for a lot, yeah. and they actually touch on that in the film, that the yeah. reason why they'll have to do certain things is because Thatcher won't do certain things. She, she will not negotiate, for example, no, and she wants, and this essentially defines what how we deal with terrorism for the next like, 30 odd years. The terrorists picked a bad, a bad week. Aye, because she was low in the polls I think as well, she's only been elected, she was sort of like, just trying to get through, and she she basically used this to sort of define her uh, prime ministership. Um, um, I liked it a lot, I liked it, I thought it was alright, I liked yeah. two thirds of it, I liked the stuff with the SAS guys, yep. I thought Jamie Bell was pretty decent in the role, yeah, he actually yeah. played a badass quite well, yep. um, Mark Strong was decent as a sort of the, the go-between between the terrorists yeah, and the uh, police. really good. Really, always really strong, Mark yep. Strong. Um, and the stuff with the terrorists also pretty good as well. The thing I hated about it, I thought it really brought it down, was the stuff with um, Abby Cornish, 
she's playing Kate Addy. Kate Addy. She put on this very very bad accent. Yeah, yeah. Very weird British accent. Where's this coming from? Yeah, because she's an Aussie girl, Abby Cornish. Did she sound like No, she didn't at all. No, not at all. And I felt like I didn't need that because every other bit of every other bit of footage you've got of the actual event is archival footage. You know, sort of like sort of like from ITV, BBC, whatever it happens to be. Apart from this. Apart from her talking on camera. It's like, why, why couldn't you not just get the, 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 the footage for that and just use that? They had to use this other... Brand. And she doesn't like do anything in the entire film. She doesn't just does what she does in real life, which is sort of report on it from a distance. And when the shit starts going down, she doesn't walk away. She sort of stands in front of it and still keeps reporting it. That's essentially where her sort of whole reputation came from. Mm. But having the film made added absolutely nothing to it. It's almost like need... We need, we need to cast a female actress in this film and make a female role, so we'll make this, we'll put this role in there. When clearly, it's an archival thing, but totally done it absolutely fine, absolutely justice. Have reporting on it have any impact on your no. events or anything? No. Was it too? Was it? Was it the bigger slice of the movie was between the what's the fella's name again? The police who was doing the interceptor with the Mark Strong. Yeah, it was really. Like, a lot of the film centred around him trying his best to negotiate with these guys and also trying to slow down the SAS busting through doors. We slow down Thatcher as well, yeah. so to try and get become a go between like we don't want we can do this, it'll help this, but we don't want to do it, you want to do it, so I'll try to try to get go between trying to make things in a, a medium that will save as many people as possible. Basically that's what you try to do, is make sure no one gets killed. Yep. Um, like I said, it's alright, it's a standard, it's, it is a kind of, I would describe as an old style DVD watch. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so like, a, 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 like an old, you know, you watch it. It's you know, not long, it's only like an hour and five minutes, minutes yeah, so, so you can blast through it. Yeah, it does seem very much like a straight to video kind of movie, yeah. you know, and maybe it's suited towards being on Netflix. Absolutely. Being on, yeah. Our Netflix films get more and more like that, that kind of quality. I think so, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you're paying the money for Netflix six nine a month, then you've got to remember as well the amount of content that Netflix oh. is flinging out. That is unfortunately there will be this sub part that maybe don't get a budget because they're relying on the big hitters yeah. that always be big hitting. Yeah. And if one of them happens just to creep up the river and make it big, then fair play. Aye, like so. But once again, this was um, sorry, this is unfortunately another Netflix-made movie that's not on my recommended. I had to search it again. I think we've probably it's been out for a good six or seven months. Ah, uh, I've been meaning to watch it for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why you'd make, we're looking for what to watch. And I thought oh, I'll mention this one, yeah. but I had been out for a little while now, so maybe that's why it wasn't quite jumping up. Just calling. There was one thing I watched. Just quickly, a film so, called Cow. It's called Cow. Cow. And I watched it on Now TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a girl who gets abducted by a guy who lives in a house that's kind of controlled by an AI robot almost. Um, he wants to experiment on it or doesn't let it go and keeps her captive. It was terrible. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> it sounds awful. It was awful. Um, it was <laughs> Out of ten for two? Oh, three. Three. For oh. six days, what you give six days? I'm going to give seven. Seven, I'm gonna, solid. I'm going to be nice Seven. That's better. Anti-terrorist, stroke terrorist movies yeah. out there. This is solid enough. I'll stick with the, the title. I'll give it a six out of ten. Solid, but nothing spectacular. I watched it in an afternoon. I was content, but nothing really great about it. What I do like uh, is Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell is one of my favourite actors just now. I think he's really watchable. Um, I think one of the worst movies we've all seen in a long time was the Fantastic Four reboot. Yeah. Saving Grace in that film is Jamie Fucking Bell. I agree. Can't take that movie Jamie Bell. No, he's a bit like um, what was, um, Harry Potter. Um, yeah, Radcliffe. Yeah. Always very solid. Always seems to be making decisions to do something interesting. Yeah. Did you see a Jamie Bell film last year in um, Film Stars Don't Down Liverpool? Yeah. Very good in that as well. Lovely film. He's, he's got jobs. He's, he's apparently very good on stage as well. But yeah. yeah. Um, anything else, Barry, you watch of interest? No, that was that. That was it. I mentioned one more that I watched at home before we went to the, the, the cinema releases, which was a film called Marshall, which is um, a biopic about a guy called, I can't remember, I can't remember his first name, and I'm really annoyed, I can't remember his first name, but. Lee Marshall. Who was his name? Lee. It wasn't Lee Marshall. Um, <laughs> it says he's a, a lawyer working for the NCAAP, isn't it? The, the sort of like guys who would sort of challenge crimes in court when they think the person's got a bad case because of the fact that they're, they're coloured. Um, so he would be sort of the guy who would be sort of like fighting for their rights in court. But usually in southern states of America, obviously, you know, your, your Oklahoma is your. Mississippi, Alabama, all these kind of places, and this is a case where a guy's been accused of rape, um, but it might come in that they might not have done it, or if it's been something been done, there's another story behind it. It's essentially showing his, him trying to get sort of um, recognition for what he's doing, 
uh, recognition for people in the case and recognition that it's sort of an important part of society. Um, the guy eventually, Marshall, ended up being like sort of the first black judge in the American Supreme Court, so he had a massive career after this. Dr. King called him one of the, like, the, one of the greatest things in the civil rights movement. He said, yeah, this is the guy who made the civil rights movement happen. So, high praise. Um, you've got the main role played by Chadwick Boseman, who's playing the sort of the main, the main Marshall. You've got... Um, Josh Gad, the guy from. I like Josh Gad. He's he's the snowman and snowman. Frozen. Yeah, also in Beauty and the Beast, he plays um, not Gaston, but Gaston's mate. Um, the snowman and Frozen. Snowman and Frozen. <laughs> um, so he's a decent actor, but he's um, playing sort he's of. Like, yeah, he's playing the sort of the um, martial sort of like sidekick essentially, sort of guy who's like not racist in his own way, but sort of just a product of his own society. Right. So usually Josh Gad, he's a comedic character. Definitely not comedic in this one. And this is, you're playing a straight old, so how does he do with it? Because I've never it's, seen him. He has it pretty solid, yeah, he has yeah. it pretty well. Yeah, did he, he come seriously? Because he's, he's kind of got one, he's got He has got a face, face. Yeah. a comedy face, yeah. in many ways. Um, I think he got famous as well doing Book of Mormon on um, Broadway as well, so he, he had he had like, a comedian more kind of piece of that. But no, he definitely played it straight. Um, he has moments of comedy and levity in it that come from the situation. Yeah. He does well, but no, it's definitely a serious role for him, and he, and he holds it really well. I'm actually really, interested a bit more now that yeah, I saw it on Sky Movies, so yeah, find on Sky Movies definitely worth a wee watch. Um, solid biopic. Told me more than I didn't really know about this guy beforehand, which is why? Why I don't know about him? No, not you, but why? Why not? Maybe he's more famous in America than he is over here. I don't know. But I didn't really know much about him, but it had made me interested to go find out who this guy, Good. the guy was, and um, and, and more. Um, yeah, so I, I was gonna give a solid. 7 out of 10 biopic, yeah, really good, mm-hmm. really enjoy it, and decent watch, slow at times, but what's there is important, you really, you really watch an important movie. Was it, did, did it rouse you? Did it make you Yeah, angry? it makes you angry, because Just, you see yeah. stuff like him, you go, I cannot believe that that was the way, the way it was, and you think, like, if I was alive during that time, what guy would I be, would I be? The Josh Gad kind of who, who somehow sees, eventually has way of thinking is wrong, and there's another world out there or would I be the guy who's like quite happy to let the world continue on as it always has and not try and make any waves yeah. you know and you don't want to be a bad person but that's what you want that's you know that's where you go so that's all the question of pit level of white society you know but mm. interesting enough to watch Belfast definitely worth a wee watch cool. you can watch it like say Sky Movies is on um, like say 7 out of 10 so we're going to some cinema watches right, now before we do that go what have you got I'm all about interruptions Dave I'll just fucking hold on hold on what you got that's better be a sponsor by the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no a um, couple of things that you've already watched that I have now watched that I'll pitch in with um, was Jungle Mm. Richard watched recently Daniel Radcliffe gets lost in the jungle um, goes a bit kind of crazy gets found and all sort of it really enjoyed it solid 7 out of 10 for that one right um, and The Purge First Purge right seen that as well not so good no. maybe 3 or 4 out of 10 yeah. um, it wasn't a terrible movie but it was a very generic when, when it became a really really poor man's die hard that's very much when I tuned out I say it was a poor man's get out yeah. Um, it tried to become more social black. Poor man's pod. Poor man's pod, The worst bit for me was when he was sh- uh, when the gang was outside the tower block and the and the main guy was shooting a guy with an assault rifle. Then on the other hand they had another assault rifle and proceeded to then bring this assault rifle and shoot a guy behind his back. Like, yep, I'm out. Yeah, I mean that's not it's, it's almost nigh on impossible to have any sort of accuracy with an assault rifle with one hand. The man right by the man who's killed many, many men. <laughs> <laughs> With one hand. <laughs> um, last week we gave it 5 out of 10, what did you give the pods? Uh, 3 or 4. 3 or 4? 5. 5. 5, yeah, so. Purely only because my only reference point is the first Pudge movie. Like, I kind of liked the start bit when it was all like, oh, it was a government initiative and all yeah. that. Like, I really liked all that bit and how it was instantly picked on the poorer society because they knew they'd be able to drip them into yeah. it type thing on the money front. I totally dug all that. And then, you know, like I said, it became this weird poor man's diehards, guy ripping off his shirt, stoning about a tower block with a fucking bag of weapons. So the, the thing that we talked about last week was about it was, ultimately because it's a prequel, you know where it ends. So yeah. everything they are doing to try and stop the pod from happening, you know it's like well, it's, it's fruitless. You know it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that becomes a pointless, a pointless thing. Even Marissa Tomei was you know, like, and I mean, me and Colin both we love Marissa Tomei yes. in almost every way. But even she was like sort of just bad in it, like sort of really awful acting. I feel yeah. like oh, you're better than that. But yeah, so five out of ten for us, um, and you give it even pretty much blow in that form. Well, I also seen Tag as well. Oh, you get Tag? I, I really, really like Tag a lot, and I thought Jeremy Renner was just fucking stuff. 
What do you give out of 10? Out of 10, I would give it an 8 out of 10. Wow. Did you watch it, didn't you? Yeah. I think I gave it a 6, you gave it a 7, I think it was. So so we liked it in different varying levels. Yeah. Good for it. Can we all address something? I'm going to address something before we move on to movies. Because an episode of this podcast cannot go by without mentioning our small funny friend. Richard, why were you watching Paddington 2 in the middle of summer? Um, It was was Sunday. Um, I was looking for something to watch. I needed some. I was reading the news in the morning. Um, I was pretty wholly depressed and angry at the news and the world that's happening. So I decided to watch Paddington. And as much as always, I fell in love with Young Paddington. Why did you choose two over one? Because two, I think, is a superior film. One's good though. One is is phenomenal, and there's no doubt one is phenomenal, which makes number two even more amazing that it's actually better than number one. No, I said that when we spoke on the phone. Yeah, it shouldn't be better because number one is almost the perfect film, and number two is an even more perfect perfect movie. It's like how do you put perfection? You make perfection again. Yeah, like and then I watched it again, it still teared up, still cried, still fucking destroys me the movie. (laughs) It is a beautiful piece of film. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen, and it, 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 it gets me every time. It's a brilliant film. It's just so full of hope and love, and it's just, oh, it's just it's so adorable and a lovely film. And that bit with the pop up, that is yeah. the pop up artwork. Yeah, that is a special, special moment in the film. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Absolutely, it's absolutely phenomenal. I love, absolutely love that bit. Anyway, moving on from here. We've got some cinema stuff that's out this week. Well, was out in the last seven days, and we'll still be, I think, looking at all of them for the next couple of weeks at least. Thank you. The first one is Incredibles 2, um, written by Brad Bird, who directed The Incredibles, obviously, Iron Giant as well, Tomorrowland, and Mission Impossible... One of them. Three, I want to say. No, four. Because number three three was J.J. Abrams, four was Brad Bird, five is... um, Chris McQuarrie and stuff like yeah, so that. John Woo. I just can't believe the amount of time that's passed between the first Incredibles and Incredibles 2. I mean, why have they waited so long? As you was insane about Incredibles 2, Incredibles 2 was the film, if you've, you've not seen it, Barry, which is insane. Because I haven't seen the first one. Yeah, you haven't seen the first one. I mean, you haven't seen the first one. Me and yeah. Colin have seen the first one. Yeah. The first one ends where a sequel should begin. Yeah, yeah. All the other films have done, like, done a sequel for like Dory, eh, for like, Finding Nemo, done a sequel for Cars, and a sequel for. It's a self contained film. Movie, but yeah, Incredibles like, ends and it's like, oh yeah, there's more. There's more. I, and yet it's taken the longest to get a sequel. Yeah, I just mean like with the with the machine constantly churning out animations and they're constantly hitting the high bar. It's just crazy that at no point someone went, hey, we, made, we made a movie, it's called Incredibles, do you know what I mean? I think it's because The Incredibles is. is Written by Brad Bird, written by Brad Bird as well. I think a lot of it is based on him and him wanting to do it, ah. and he was doing other things as well. And he said, "I don't, I don't want to do it. I can do it right." right. And now he finally found a story he wants to do, and he's done it right. Makes sense. Yeah. Did he write this one? He wrote this one. Wrote this one as well. Yeah. He also plays um, Edna Mode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, in the film you've got um, Craig T. Nelson playing Mission Incredible. You love Craig T. Yeah. Nelson. You've got, you've got Holly Hunter, who is probably the most coolest woman in the world, yeah. playing um, Alaska Girl. You've got Samuel L. Jackson playing. Roseanne, and you've also got Bob Odenduck in this one, the guy from Breaking Bad, the Saul from Breaking Bad. He's playing sort of like an odd, a guy in the film. Um, the plot of the film is basically sets up literally five seconds after the first one ends. Um, and it's the superheroes getting brought out of retirement in order to try and sort of like basically save the world again. Yeah. Um, Bob Odenkirk's character is trying to get him back into public eye at the same time with a villain who is basically hypnotising people and making them do bad things. So, in order to get him out, the, the girls are trying to unite and stop this from happening. But it falls more on Mrs. Incredible or Alassie Girl yeah. to do this. And Mrs. Incredible is left at home, essentially holding the baby. He's looking at Jack, Jack looking at the kids, and, and, and it falls on from there. Um, I thought it was, a, it was a cracking sequel. Like, it was a really good, good sequel. Um, it's on a par with probably Toy Story 2 and 3. It's like just yep. generally very, very, not quite as good, but on a par you can yeah. you can enjoy. It's way better than, say, Dory yeah. or Monsters University or Cars. Two and three with a pretty bad. Story seems to be part of this only sequels Pixar have really kind of yeah. nailed. Yeah. yeah, they've got right the others all been a bit. A bit nasty. Yeah. Yeah. A bit almost straight to video. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, Toy Story two and three are are beyond that. There's their magnificent films in their own right. This is also a great film in its own right. Characters, they don't miss a beat in who they are. They, they still look and feel like who they were. And then it sounds silly because animation, but. Yeah. 
the voices all sound the same. It's not like you feel that someone's aged ten years and they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoda from Jedi, where he doesn't fucking remember the voice. So. Aye, it's, it, you can feel it, and it still feels the same people. Yep. Um, yep. It feels relevant as well because the last girl, sort of, she's the one who goes out to, to sort of to make sure goes back in the public eye, and they're sort of doing the whole publicity campaign around her. So it's like the chain rule of men. So like, he's back at home looking after the baby, and he's looking after the kids. He tried to be a, like a, a mission incredible dad, like having to do with the look after the baby, deal with um, the homework in that situation. His daughter's going to like sort of like fall in love with the first boy and try to deal with that as well. So there's a real kind of like sort of menace like, like what they do. Yeah, and, and, I think, and the current climate it almost sounds like this movie came at the right moment. Absolutely, I think the great thing about it was I was talking to my friend um, who, who's he saw this film when I saw it when we were about maybe 15 years old, maybe 16, 17 years old, and at that point you identify more with like the kids because that's what you are more in age with now 15 years later you are more like Miss Incredible you're trying to like deal with, if you're now a dad not me personally but a lot of people who are in age are now dads so they can go like they can see it from a totally different angle yeah. they can see the dad and the mum's sort of point of view and try to be that sort of perfect parent and understand you know what to do with that um, Jack, Jack is phenomenal she absolutely steals it he is he is amazing um, Elastigirl also because she's front and centre also did a lot of doing she's also awesome in it as well um, only weakness is a small weakness is that the villains are not as good as the one in the first one Syndrome is a better villain than the one that's in this one and the plot is a bit convoluted because that time get the villain a bit more sort of like standing to try and make it sound more threatening than it actually was and it ends not quite in the same the ending isn't quite as epic as the ending for the first one right. but I am comparing this to a um, because that was a bit weak, slightly just a, 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 a hair breath weaker. It, it is the villain shoehorn then, perhaps? Not shoehorn, but doesn't quite have the same impact as Syndrome. Because right. Syndrome is a really good villain and he works so well he in it. Put, he had a proper cool backstory. Yes. He kind of developed them all the way uh-huh. through the film. Whereas this one I take it's a ready made villain. Kind of, yeah. There is a bit of backstory that they do touch on, but it didn't feel, didn't feel quite as developed, quite as. as in natural and sort of as as um syndrome, yeah. syndrome. So, uh, still, who, who voice syndrome? It was uh, Jason Lee. Jason Lee yeah. 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 Um, who voices the new villain? Do you know? I can't tell you without ruining the film. Who voices it? Oh. Okay. Wow, well, oh. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna say Dolph Lundgren. No, it's not Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> um but listen, if you're looking for something to, right there. It is a film almost I feel that Adults like this film more than kids because I think adults are remember it more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like you're saying ten years ago, the uh, kids were seeing it. You're there, taking your kids to see this rather than the kids wanting yeah. to take you to see it yeah. a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, definitely fun, fun film. I give it eight out of ten. Well, okay. really solid sequel, really good sequel, and definitely did not disappoint in any way. Nope. Yeah. Favorite Pixar movie? Go for it. Ah, oh, so tough. I, I have a joint favorite. Um, Toy Story two, Toy Story three. Wow. Ratatouille, Monsters Inc. And Wally. Pick one. Nice. Yeah, I can't pick one because I just. You don't like he's a rapist. Um, he's not a rapist. He's a fucking rapist. What's your name? Of the junk? Of Eva, me thinks. Yeah. Think about it. No, if I was to pick yeah. one, I'd probably pick Monster Inc. Yeah. Because yeah. of that, the final shot Monster Inc. is probably the most perfect shot in cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster Inc. I really like Wally. I think I love Wally. I love Nemo as well. Nemo's yeah. I think an absolute magic trick. Nemo was yeah. eventually the one that first Cali like, really captured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you champion rapist, then yeah, you can have Wally. And then you forget, like, Up is not. Up has got the most amazing opening. Yeah. But slightly dips a little bit, but it's an amazing like opening to the film. Yeah, yeah. That's still. Also, catches my heart, and I'm like, Inside Out is also absolutely beautiful and phenomenal as well. Yes. Coco as well. I mean, that Pixar. Coco's Pixar as well. There's too many. There's too many Pixar. They're all fighting for the. They're all fighting for same spot. That's a good Pixar. I mean, they are on form. Pixar are phenomenal. I'm going Coco. Going Coco because that was a real big surprise for me. You did, you did. Coco got you in a big way, didn't yeah, it? Coco I, really did grab you. I don't know why it grabbed me so much. I kind of just wasn't expecting yeah. it to be so visually and story heavy. And yeah, Barry going Coco. I'm saying at a push monster think What are you saying? Your best favourite story. First one, first Toy Story, um, groundbreaking. Still, yeah, absolutely. Yes, you can. I can't even. Um, yeah, I can't separate them. Like I said, they're all fighting over the same yeah. kind of sport. Um, Toy Story, always. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was my wee side track. Um, on to second film. So, it was eight or ten. Very good, worth a watch. Nice. I think we've all seen that. It's the only film we've all seen, correct? I think so, yes. Which is a film called Skyscraper. Starring. Well, first of all, we have, a, we, have a, we have a thing to this. Directed by Ross and Marshall Thurber, who directed them. Dodgeball, mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. um, Central Intelligence, yeah. 
Um, we are the Millers. Yep. And a ton of like TV shows. This as well. is his first non-comedy film. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the plot yeah. of this film, as comedy as it is, is basically that Wayne Rock Johnson is a security tech. Yes. Who is brought in to sort of assess a building in Dubai? Is it Dubai? Yes. No, 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 it's uh, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Out of like its, its safety, uh, safety ability or yes. something. Yeah. Because it's a whole, essentially it's a whole city in the sky. Trapped. Like Four hundred stories or something. It's Four times more than any other building. building. It's yeah, a yeah. self-contained yeah. city almost. Yeah. Yeah. But shortly, while he's in this building, checking security aspects of it, the building is set on fire by bad terrorist people. Yeah. In the building, he's got his children, his yeah. wife, he's going to try and save them, yeah. and also stop the terrorists. Yeah. Because yeah. his uh, family, his wife and kids have been given the, also, yeah, the opportunity to live in it yes. for like a week or something. Yeah. So standing like you said, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, you've also got and his wife, Ned Campbell, who would yeah, dug Campbell's up from the 1990s somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, she's in it. You've got Pablo Schreiber as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Pablo doesn't yeah. disappoint all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's much like his brother, you know, or yeah, half brother, sorry. He does, yeah. He does yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, you've got Roland Moeller as playing the bad the main bad guy, yeah. who is basically Euro trash bad guy, you've seen a hundred yes, times before. Yes, yeah. yep. And you've also got Noah Taylor in a badass role for some bizarre yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah, which um, made no sense. He's <laughs> so but he's so weasel you hear. Yeah, yeah, he's weasel. Yeah, he plays he, more politician, but you're going when he starts putting a gun in for you going like, what the fuck are you doing? Like that makes me off with Ben Mendelsohn if you were to starve Ben Mendelsohn to death and make him a, a, a whingy oh. fucking greeting face but anyway sorry. so <laughs> and also duct tape yeah and duct tape is a major and a and a fake leg is also majorly in this film yeah. so when we go on to we'll go to Barry first Barry what do you think of this film I'm actually I quite enjoyed it I knew he would I just generally knew he would enjoy I it too much I quite enjoyed it. Uh, visually as well, that tower, as we all know, is CGI'd in there. It didn't look actually that bad. There was only one scene in the whole entire movie that I was like, Ugh. and that was the scene, and it was near the end of the movie, and it was when the rock was in front of the fire, and they've added that heat wave effect. Right. And that was the only scene that looked jarring to me because I'm like, he's in front of a green screen. Okay. Every other scene, I was like, I can get behind this building being there. Okay, fair enough. Do you like it quite a bit? I liked it for the most part. Most part, okay. I'm trying to be positive. Yeah, be positive. Be positive. Be positive. What do you think of it? I fucking loved it. Oh, I fucking knew you would. Amazing. I absolutely knew. I knew you would. I absolutely knew you would. Fucking like, right. <laughs> Sorry, right. So you you kind of gave it the start of the film. I'm saying it's a security man. No, it's the fucking one-legged rock. <laughs> <laughs>
epicness. Is it the love for the rock or the love for, for the, the film? Movie? It was risky, yeah. Both. Both, both right. I thought the movie was, like I say, I'm paying, well, not me, but the average movie will pay 10 quid for a cinema ticket to be fucking entertained, and that's what the film does. Yeah, but yeah. I think the rock is entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, I love disaster films, right? So I love stuff like Dante's Peak. Volcano, Daylight, Twister, Twister. Man after one. Like, I love a disaster film, right? Yes. And do you know what I like a disaster film? Make it about the disaster. Yeah, yeah. Keep it simple. See if they make this film has simply been the rocks on holiday, he's kids at the top of the tower, he's got to get from the bottom of the tower to the top of the tower, or having about rock is an ex firefighter who's trying to think his way through it. I've probably been all about it. No, See as soon as they throw in this shitty fucking terrorist subplot that blows no. it out, no interest was ever going. Also, what is that room at the top of the tower about with the fucking machines? It makes no sense. You've got the see that it's a tragedy thing, that's what I got. I think but why the screens from up? I don't really get the screens from up. I get the whole thing making making it see through, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. But I think the TV screens out the ground to make it like a epically sort of like weird maze and see you know what this is something that uh, someone on the team has learned from Dave's school how to make a 3D looking screen come out the ground possibly yeah see if I made this film right now it's a fucking rock right I would have had a shark tank up top yeah fucking quicksand you know what I'm okay with that alien fucking I'm okay with man everything I'm okay with that just take away the terrorist aspect make it a disaster make it make it towering inferno with a massive building in the rock I'm all behind that absolutely which then meets yeah. Also, the CGI I thought at times looked very dodgy, very circumspect. Um, the stunts looked like stunts. And I've seen this earlier on off, off mic. Because we've been spoiled by the Tom Cruise effect, which has been Tom Cruise is stapled to say of a plane and they taken off over yeah. like he's not doing it on a green screen he's not doing it on a set he is literally fucking stapled to the side of a plane and taken off <laughs> when he's hanging off in Dubai with the, the tone of towers yeah. that's not like that's not a stuntman but he has got a wire on and even with a wire on it he's still fucking hanging off the tone of towers it's not a stunt double that is Tom Cruise yeah in this film room. it was the rock it was definitely rock, but you could definitely tell green screen. Yeah. You could tell it was stunt work. You could tell it was like on a set, and it looked fake because there's never a really good wide shot of them doing it. And everything wide, everything wide was on a TV screen with people watching the news. Yeah. And you could tell that looked, it made it look um, a little bit faker. Just another uh, wee snippet in here for you. Um, the rock's um, stunt double is mostly his prison uses. Is he still That's he's killing his, his family to make him look better. Well, that, that's the man's part. Um, I thought the rock played it too straight as well. The I think he's getting he, he didn't have enough I, I want when I see The Rock and I, I think The Rock's a very charming guy I like yeah. The Rock a lot so when I see him yeah. something like Jumanji yeah. phenomenal Jumanji really funny really well done I think but when you see him listening like San Andreas yeah. not enough winks to camera do you don't think he's getting better acting no not really I think he's getting better he's getting more and more kind of subtle there's no nuance to his performance I think he's getting depending on the role like he was I thought he was really good in San Andreas and then I thought he was really good in Jumanji mm. this one was a bit eh. I feel like he's playing the same role if you put San Andreas Rock in this one you the same character the, the, the carnage rock is the same as this one but there's no nuance there's no it's the same performance in and out the bit that I didn't like that kind of jarred me a bit from this whole movie was the bit where um, I'm trying to think of this as a spoiler I don't think it really is when they had to get to the turbine yes yeah. I won't go into detail yeah you could get to the turbine basically yeah. yeah had to get to the turbine for a reason that bit I was a bit like no anyone that was building a building would never do that no that, that's utter madness yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then an, an action movie didn't have to be sensible in that respect you can have completely nonsensical elements in it yeah, yeah. but it, it just didn't feel really felt pointless to me and it felt like it was just expanding the time out yeah you know and that's the whole point the terrorist subplot point that's there because of the terrorist subplot you have to try and make something for the terrorists to do Disaster. Again, I'm no problem with terrorists causing disaster yeah. to begin with. Yeah, yeah. But then, just do it for TV terrorists. Why are they going to try and get a fucking USB off some guy? Explain to me. It doesn't make any sense. Why not just make it? The very end of the movie. Yeah, it doesn't really build for me. Uh, and also, like, I'm not going to be what the end of the film was. The end of the film was with the iPad was fucking ridiculous. I thought that, that was, was utterly stupid. Yeah, I work in IT, so <laughs> Yeah, so the IT crowd of turning it on and back <laughs> off again is pretty much the ending of this film. That, that was just too corny for me. And, yeah. I, and I love a good slice of corn. Yeah, but that was shit. That, that to me, I was just a bit like, no, no, no. Did at any point, I, I got this a few times, um, not more so with uh, the Joseph Gordon-Levin film, the, the title one, but did you get a sense of it? Jill did. She was not happy with it. She 
was like, turned away from it, yeah. Oh, and we didn't see it in 3D, we saw it in 2D. No, it and there was a couple of times when the camera did a flip over Rock's head. It comes down, Jill was like, she did yeah. to look away from it because she did I, not like the, the, the scale of the drop. Yeah. It made her feel a bit sick. I felt, you know, shit. Oh, fuck, it's higher. Sorry, when did this happen? It's in the, basically when you see the rock on the side of the building or anything like that, sort of, yeah. and you see the building, like, you see the bit when he's... Um, look down and stuff. Look down and there's a real sort of... Yeah. Jill if you yeah. kind of feeling yeah. that, Jill yeah. didn't like it. She was, the only yeah. thing I saw do that before was we saw Walk, Man in the Wire. Man in the Wire, the one... The, one Man the documentary. That's a documentary. Man the documentary was a walk. The walk. Yeah, yeah. It's the same idea to do a thing yeah. between like the two world yeah. and there's a flip, the camera flips and it shows you down. And it's horrible. And it's horrible. We saw it in the cinema as well, and Jill had to like, you, you saw sort of like, kind of, like sit back and feel, take a breath because of it. You felt like you were dropping down that way. And she had to do a little bit as well. Same idea. You were turned a wee bit, yeah. Once again, was that for the movie or was that for the both? Both. The rock made her feel all gilly inside. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that a few times, so I think when I fell into that, I could do that. Do enough, out of 10, Colin, are you going to give it? 8 out of 10. My god, you're an idiot. 8.5 maybe, just for saying that. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we really need to keep a note here about the 8 out of 10 movies that you're <laughs> There are some really random ones you throw in there, yeah. <laughs> Barry, what are you giving it? Six. Six. Once really? again, purely because the CGI for that building I felt was on point. <laughs> because a lot of the scenes with that building in it, it didn't look out of place. No, no, it, it didn't. didn't look, it didn't look like oh, that's a fake building. <laughs> and it is, there's a lot going on, especially when it's on fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of shit going on there. Like we heard out there, Barry will give you five, six out of ten for a good matte painting. That's what Barry will give you six <laughs> yeah. out of ten for. Yeah. But, but out of that whole entire movie, as we know, which is all centered around a fictional building, I only got away with, I can only pick one scene out of that whole entire movie and that was because it had a wee hate. Hate, 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 um, she's not 8 out of 10 like you because she's not an idiot. Um, she understands the rock is perfect but not perfect enough. What I would say is, again, it is a. What's his imperfection? It's uh-huh. a two star film, five star charisma. Yeah. He's got one, one leg. leg. Jill does not like cripples. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, five and a half from me. Um, and that's all you've seen this week at the cinema, correct? Yeah. Barry, save as well. Yeah, once again, because I haven't seen the first two tenders. Yeah. So you're um, leading the chart. I mean, there's, there's two more films to talk about very quickly. Um, first one is a film called First Reformed, which is from Paul Schrader. It's not about Fish Touch People. It's not about Fish Touch People, no, which we thought it was about. Yeah. Directed by Paul Schrader, who directed American Gigolo, oh, right. and also The Canyons with Lindsay Lohan, which apparently is awful, but, but he's also more famous because he was Scorsese's go to man for a long time. He wrote Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Last Temptation of Christ, so he's a good writer. So he has a filmmaker, he's yeah, a, yeah. definitely an artist yeah, of filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. So the plot centers around Ethan Hawke, who's a, a parish priest or pastor of like a New England church that um, has been through its sort of 250th anniversary, um, and he at this time had a Christ of faith. He kind of brought on a bit by his own experience, but also a bit by his parishioner asking questions of, of his beliefs. Um, and if we've got also Amanda Seyfried who plays the wife of that parishioner. She scares me. I don't like her. Do you like her? No, she, she, she does look like problem, doesn't she? She's got a weird eye thing, yeah. yeah. yeah I, um, I like her, she's very good in this actually. And you've got Cedric Entertainer in the film as well. But because it's a very classy film, he's cast as Cedric Kyle's, his real name. With a classy oh, movie, cast, yeah. Um, this is not a film for everyone. Okay. It is very avant garde, indie, shares a lot of DNA with Manchester by the Sea. Okay. It's very slow, very sort of not a lot happens, it's building towards something towards the end. So you've got to kind of like sit through scenes where you're going like, I'm not really sure what it's about. You can understand who this Ethan Hawke character is. Um, slow to almost glacial pace before you're like, you're picking out like you're going, something better fucking happen soon. Yeah. Is, it, is it all going somewhere? You feel, it's, you feel you, you, there's a constant sense throughout that it is building towards something, yep. but you're never sure what it's actually building towards throughout the whole film. In a way that works, in a way it doesn't, you are kind of looking going, I'm not really sure what the, what the fucking point of this damn thing is. Um, but there is, in the film, some weird fantasy elements in it that just totally come out of left field and just totally throw you. Um, like, sort of a weird kind of, sort of like, 
fantasy flying moment with like two characters and a sort of flying through space and over you were sleeping at this point you were still looking at that you were actually sleeping at this point um, which you, you just feel it comes out of nowhere um, it's it is very bizarre and it does if you imagine like Paul Schreier wrote Taxi Driver so you think of the Travis Bickle character and you think of Ethan Hawke character in this film they are this, not quite the same man but there is that sort of isolation and sort of rebelling against society in some way and not understanding the society not even understanding the world you live in to a great degree so you get a lot of that it is Ethan Hawking's best film for a long time like, he's been one of for a long time but I think he's a great actor and doesn't really give a bad performance at any point so yeah. it's hard to think a great performance he is always very good I kind of think a bad Ethan Hawke film yeah. or a bad performance he gets in the film yeah. um, but it is going to divide audiences I imagine a lot of people come out not really liking it and getting maybe pissed off does it make you think about your own faith and stuff like that? Well, I was going to say that. Like, I was a man who was raised in some world with a Catholic faith um, and has, for the most part, rejected it for a great deal, for, for the most part. There is still a sense of, there is still a sense of, like, you do still question faith to a great degree, you know, like, what do you believe in, why do you believe in it? Do you believe, do you believe in anything, believe in something? And you get, and that's tough enough for me as a person, because I'm like, I'm pretty atheist for the most part. Agnostic. Agnostic perhaps at the best, yeah, at the best. So I can... Humans, I guess, does stay fast. Yeah. Um, so the most part, I'm sort of, I'm kind of comfortable with but I do have, obviously, questions. Whereas for an actual priest to be in that situation, it's a much bigger situation. That's his, that's his, that's his yeah. job. That's his job. Yeah. He's supposed to be a believer. Yeah. Yeah. He's that point. It's been about the belief in the faith. And, and to an extent, you only become a priest if you have very much un, unquenchable faith. You know, you, there's nothing to, uh, can, can sway you from that faith. And idea of that being in some way hampered or even just a, a chink in that faith armor yeah. is a big thing you know so it's, and you see that guy fall apart because of that um, it does it genuinely sounds interesting the pace it sounds like it would probably grapple me yeah I feel it's definitely one for when it eventually gets on to DVD yep. it's on like I said Manchester by the Sea a ghost story that level of pace you know very very slow sounds like it needs um, Dwayne Johnson to <laughs> 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 fucking fire something at it um, for me I enjoyed it to, for, for the most part but it is a film I watch once and that's it that's I'm not going to watch it again, again. Um, did it stick though? it did because like I said like I said a guy who was raised who was raised in Catholic yeah. faith and has um, that belief to shove down his throat to a great descent yeah. but like it, it did raise well he was Catholic yeah it does raise certain things in my mind you know like that makes me make me question things it makes me think about yeah. people because I have friends and we have friends as well who are very much invested in that faith yeah. and, have yeah. no, and have no issue with it and still believe completely and you don't think there's bad people because of that and it's like you try to question like how would they feel about it if their faith was questioned because perhaps the faith they have makes them that good person that you, you like you know maybe that faith but, makes yeah. them the person they are doesn't define them but it doesn't define them but it makes them who they are for the good degree yeah it's the age old question of why should you have faith to make yourself a good person no it agrees I know absolutely that's a, that's a question as well live your life by a book or whatever to determine how you gauge people no you shouldn't but there is people who, who yeah. I know who will have faith and you want to know how much that faith makes them who they are and if, they, if, if that is a huge part of who they are then if you take that away from them would that change who they are they'll make you a better person or a worse person yeah yeah but it sounds I mean I would say from a direct point of view or a right point of view the way you're talking about it just now it's done its job yeah it's made me think it made me, it made me think about it it made me question things I like the fact that my Christian party came to a crashing halt yeah. the minute I became round about 18-ish and got my first job and then I was like fuck getting up at that time that Sunday morning because that's when also I started drinking it's, a, it's a very much a you can see the train station of when I got my first job when I started drinking at the end of Christianity in my well, life well see mine like see, I don't have faith is the question no yeah, yeah see like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a deeper question like you can choose to believe in a higher power or a god to an extent you don't, you don't have to necessarily believe in a catholic or a protestant religion or, or a yeah. Yeah, Muslim yeah. or anything you can, believe, you can believe that there is a higher power but not have to adhere to a certain book yeah. you know which I think is a, is a separate issue I can believe in a faith but not the church yeah. because I think it's more where I am I can believe, I can believe in something but not necessarily an organised religion which I think is a, is a crock 
but it, it gets to that whole point as well. You know? have more fun when you don't believe there's a big person gauging you over the head. The Rock's a big person gauging over the head. I go with Josh Carlin, believe in Joe Pesci. <laughs> uh, you know, Joe Pesci will get shit done. Interesting film. Absolutely. If you've got the patience. You have to the patience for it. I would give it a 7 out of 10, but like I said, that is a one time watch. I am unlikely ever to watch it again. Do you know the running time? It's about an hour and 40. It's not bad. But it is a long hour and 40. You do earn that hour and 40, you know, as a chunky hour and 40, you know. But yeah, it's solid, it's really well done. Ethan Hawke is fantastic. Secret is good. Sherry Entertainer is also good as well. Everything about it is very, very good and it asks a lot of questions, but like I said, one time watch. And the last film of the week, which is still out, is The Secret of Marrowbone, or in anywhere other part from here, it's just called Marrowbone. In Britain, we get The Secret of. I don't really understand why we're Secret of. Because we understand that. I'm not really sure it makes any difference, but anyway. Directed by Sergio G. Sanchez, who has done a lot of shots, but he is also quite pally with J.A. Bayona, the guy who done Jurassic World and stuff like that. So he was a writer on The Orphanage as well. And the impossible. Right. And this is a film about uh, it's a family who move into a house in America, sort of in the sort of not the same countryside, it's away from like, the main the main town nearby. Okay. And the uh, when they move into the house, the mother dies, and the family got to pretend to be the mother's still alive in order to gain money for her uh, estate until the young the oldest boy comes twenty one, which one you inherit all, and the family was safe. They know if they get found out before then. They're going to get taken away and split up as a family. Yeah, so it's set in, I, I want to say the 1950s, I want to say 50s or 60s. Yeah, I don't think it's 1940s, possibly. I think it's post war. But I'm not, I couldn't be 100%. It might be 40s, I'm not 100% sure. It might be 40s. Um, but it's definitely in that time, that time frame. So, starring um, George Mackay, who we all know from. <laughs> He's he, um, I guess McKay actually, MAC, oh, Katie Wise. He's in um, How We Live Now and also Sunshine on Leaf. Yeah. Okay. And you got Anna Taylor Joy from yes. She's in The Witch. Oh yeah. She's the main girl in The Witch. Right. And you got Charlie Heaton who's in Stranger Things. And you've also got Mia Gop who's in a cure for wellness. Okay. So they're the four sort of main people in the film. No one there strikes me as a particularly strong lead. Anna Taylor Joy is excellent. She's always good in everything she does. Yeah. Barry, can I have information? Factual update here. Okay. It's based in 1969 America. Oh, is it? I didn't know it was later. It's filmed in Spain. I don't know if it was in Spain. I figured that because it was the director, but I didn't know it was filmed. I didn't know it was 69. That seemed awful late on. I know. But then the music seems to suit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely gives you a kind of thought. Because he feels different. Yeah, yeah. But the idea is they're living sort of a hillbilly lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Taking a few more out of the sticks. Yeah, So, here we go. Kind of bog standard thriller. With some like sort of jet, like some kind of horror beats in it. Okay. Is it the usual jump scares? Let's turn the volume up, flash the light, need them. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. You know, when they want to make it, it's like always the, you know the big orchestral bang to make you remember that you, you'll be scared by this. It's like ah, uh, yeah. it felt lazy. When was the last time you were genuinely chilled by something in the cinema? Quiet place. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying the same because that was that was deeply horrifying because yeah. of the fact that you know most people have monsters or stuff but they can communicate with each other. This is you cannot make a sound, yeah. no matter how terrified you are. I mean, Detroit. It's not a horror, but Detroit. Unless you're white. Yeah, but Detroit scared the shit out of me because Detroit is absolutely. You're on the edge. You are generally terrified of the whole film. Um, stuff like that will do it more for me. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough though. Yeah, unsettling, not enough. Um, I don't go to enough horror movies to like to have that because I'm not into all that jump scares or super gory yeah. for no reason. Yeah, I'm having to look back in our, our, our viewing it's history. It's been nothing for years and years. It's been genuinely, you know, like that. that. I mean, yes. I mean, I would say a quiet place did genuinely terrify me. Like, would, utterly would, terrified me. Would that be classed as a horror, though? Who does, yeah. Quiet place, yeah, it's a horror. Sci-fi horror. Sci-fi horror, yeah, it's still a horror, though. Okay. It's horror for people who don't like horror. Which yeah. makes it really like appeal to you, because it's obviously it's a film that appeals yeah. to you, but it's not horror. Yeah. The um, last horror movie before that, I see, depending on the release dates, was it. I mean, we all agree at the time, it was a good coming of age film, but not really a horror. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's a horror film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like. But again, there's, there's just nothing, there's no. I don't think there's any original left anymore, there's anything that we can really do to give you that. No, it's not an original, but you can, you can still do it in an interesting way. Like, even something like, for example, Green Room or. Yep. Um, Babadook or It Follows. Things like that. 
you can do stuff like that and it doesn't have to be new yeah. but just do it in an interesting yeah. way just, yeah. just, just, if you're going to retread old tropes try and put a wee spin on them just yeah. do something make them a bit more interesting you know so stuff like that. Yeah, there's one on Netflix it's now called I think it's called The Hush yeah. about the girl who's in the ho- house and she's deaf and there's a guy trying to invade the house oh yeah I've seen again idea, it's a simple a very simple idea yep, yep. but it's executed well and it's done and it's you know acted well and it's, it's tightly edited and it's the sound doesn't really infiltrate all the time it's, it does well so you can you do feel generally quite we have we have mentioned I am going to watch it this weekend at some point yeah. we will watch it so is that next week's recommendation? Yeah, me and Bio watch similar for next weekend. Yeah, yeah for next weekend. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, back with a bang. Yeah. I'm back with a fucking Mexican bang. But back to the, the secret of Marrowbone. Back to that I one. I love the Mexican <laughs> one. Um, cast, all kind of pretty much solid. Nothing, no breakout from it. There's no something you go like, oh my god, they're going to be a star in like, the time. They've all done better films before it. See the cast when you're in it. It's not, it's not, it's not huge, yeah. yeah. Um, Scares all players expect, like I said, there's a twist in it towards the last 20 minutes that it doesn't really make any real sense. Not quite shaman, but it doesn't really make much sense, and it seems like it's there for for twist's sake. Um, So, overall, I'd say the film is solid, but kind of unoriginal. Okay. So, six. It's solid. If it wasn't horror, would it? It's a thriller, you mean? It's a general thriller. Aye, aye. How's that sex? Yeah. There still is. Yeah. There's long things. Again, I feel like it's building towards something, and there's a sort of a nothingness happening at the time. You go, oh, one of us is going, and you feel like it doesn't really build to what it should build to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's such a. But that's it. So. I think we're seeing this week the film that Colin and Barry are recommending because no one have seen it is Skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen Incredibles. Like I've seen Incredibles too. I am seeing one. See Incredibles. It's a far better movie. It's funny about Skyscraper and The Rock in general. I never really knew he was a wrestler. One of my love is, is, is a post-wrestling Oh, you need to get yourself on YouTube and watch yes, from the 90s. Get to enjoy some people's eyebrow. Yeah, I, 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 never, never, never knew I, I'm, I'm the same. I, I knew he was a wrestler, but I didn't know much about him being a wrestler. I'm the same. Yeah. But that seems to be where I want his love comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I just love him. Yeah. So, out next week. Not a lot, unfortunately. You've got on Friday, there's Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which I already have tickets booked for because my good lady to the left of me is most definitely looking forward to Mamma Mia. I'm going to see Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and I hate ABBA. I've never seen the first one. I mean, don't. It's fucking horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Um, but more for us, calm down our line is, and for Barry indeed, is Hotel Artemis, which is a really good, a really good sort of like kind of thriller, shoot 'em up yeah. action movie. Do you know what I'm worried about this one? And I know the reviews have been strong, but you do get a lot of these professional reviews. Yeah. yeah. I'm worried that it's going to go not the same way as Proud Mary, where the trailer sells you this fucking booze of a film, and then you go and see, and you're like, whoa, that is not the film the trailer told me yeah. I was going to go and see. What's well, that? I'm a wee bit concerned about that. I'm going to give you a good trailer. Good cast, decent reviews. So I've, I've got genuine feels. Yeah, but there is that weird feeling. Yeah. There always is that, especially yeah. Something that looks too cool, you go, that could be so cool, but ultimately, uh, yeah. You know, they're all aiming for John Wick, but it is Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes, which I am looking yeah. to. Tomahawk, Tom cruise Tom missile, and full effect. Tom Cruise. Yeah. And it's got Arnie Hammer in it as well. Arnie Hammer looking very badass in it as well, yeah. with the moustache that nearly bankrupted DC. Yes. I, I do like <laughs> Arnie Hammer a lot. Arnie's always watching. Very good. Apart from when he's CGI, he's missing Yes, all that. That's a like with Superman. I like Lone Ranger. I think it looks like a great movie, but it's just. No, sorry, there's a great movie in the Lone Ranger yeah. that unfortunately there's about an hour worth of shit in there with it. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's out next week, so we'll be talking about them all probably all next week. Um, but for this week, Colin, tell people to find us. You can find us at all the usual points, which is the number three, not, not three, the number three, beers in a movie at gmail.com, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Um, yeah, look us up so you can find um, yeah. Apparently, Barry will be making. We'll be taking control of the Instagram account at some point. Barry's going to, going to be taking control of that. And if we see one picture of a truck on the road anywhere, we're taking the Instagram Unless account away from it. Unless it's associated with the movie Breakdown or Jules. Yes, that's only the, 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 the truck is relatively reference. Yeah. 
I do not. You do not. I need to get an official three beers in a movie. Oh, oh, oh there they go. I've got a merch here. Yeah. Or get my Pork Chub, Chub Express t-shirt, surely. Don't go three beers in a movie. Yeah, okay. Oh, there's a wee cat. There's a wee cat. I've been Colin, you've been Baggett, you've been Richard, and you've been listening to... Three beers in a movie.